This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. We got company. Hang on. What's going on, y'all? This is week four of the Daily Destroyer DFS show for the Dynasty Warzone Network. As always, I'm your co-host, Tyler, at FFTylero, joined by my other co-host, Lou, at Dog Sports. Lou, how's it going, man? Good. I'm excited to talk some football. Uh, it's it's getting cold out here, so that's how I know it's uh, football season. It's and like we, it, got, yeah. we got Lamar Jackson in town this week, so... Mm. Um, my friends are pretty excited. It's, I have some friends going to the game, so um, they're excited to see old pal Lamar Jackson. Quick uh, quick recap of week three. For myself, it wasn't the best week. Uh, I played fields. I think that really defines my week, but also late swapped off of Andrews to Hawkinson, which ended up really biting me in the ass, and then played Jonathan Taylor as well. So not my best week. Looking for a bounce back. Had a hot week one. Last two weeks have not been as good, but looking for a bounce week back week here in week four Lou how did week three go for you I also played uh just the fields but I the rest of my lineup crushed yeah so I mean my I had a tv2 I kept going back with um during the week and it was basically like Josh Allen and and um fields were my my qb matchups and then um I ended up going instead of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I did down to Fields and then up to Jonathan Taylor. But then I played Henry and Cup and I, I played all these wide receivers that did really well. So I ended up cashing most of my um double ups and head to head. So I had a pretty good week overall. We love to hear it, Lou. Love to hear it. Even if my success, our success, <laughs> uh, your success is our success. As, this, as long as one of us is successful. Exactly, man. That's all, that's all we can really hope for. Let's kick things off like we always do at the quarterback position, man. There's a lot, like everything's a little tighter this week, in my opinion. There's a lot more interesting plays. There's not a lot of obvious plays at any of the positions for the most part. Looking at these quarterbacks, Lou, let, let's start out here off at the top. Uh, we got Mahomes, 81. Josh Allen finally gets up to 8K. We're not going to see him at 7K again, I do not think. 
Kyler Murray, 78, Lamar Jackson, 75. When you're building your lineups, looking at these quarterbacks, are any of these guys at the top interesting you, or are you uh, thinking about paying a little bit down at QB in week four? I think in in tournaments, they all interest me, but uh, in cash, I think I'll pay down a little bit. But of that group, I still think Josh Allen might be my favorite. He's got a good matchup against the Texans. uh, And I think after last week's explosion, like you'll see a lot of people still playing them, but I think whenever there's big favorites like this, you're just expected to crush. Uh, it seems like people stay away from the quarterback. So mm-hmm. that could bring his ownership down a little bit. Um, not sure though, because there's definitely a lot of people that are still touting the idea that, Oh, well, if they score 28 points, like a lot of that's going to go through Josh Allen, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not, you know, say he gets, he's part of three touchdowns in this mm-hmm. week, then, you know, he's still part of that. So even if they win in, you know, Zach Moss is getting carries later by the goal line or something like that. But um, I think it's, it's less certain for cash because there is that possibility that more uh, Moss or Singletary get a couple of rushing touchdowns early. And then Josh Allen just doesn't need to have as much volume in this game. So that's where I think I'll still play him because um, in tournaments, he has that upside still for a massive week. Shooting down list just a little bit to quarterbacks have caught my eye that I'm considering in the moment. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 6,900 against KC. And Dak Prescott, 6,700 against the Carolina Panthers. We've seen the uh, the floor on Jalen Hurts is good. The garbage time is also pretty good. He's been absolutely crushing this year. Definitely still rushing. We, we absolutely love to see that out of our quarterback. 6,900 is a little pricey, but at the same time, like so far this year, everything has been good on the Jalen Hurts side of things, regardless of some some pick, uh, pick six, and interception or whatnot. The rushing's there and the passing is there as well. And then Dak Prescott, we know what he can do. And we know this Dallas-Carolina matchup is going to be uh, of heavy interest uh, of DF player, DFS players this week, especially considering some of the prices of these players in this game. Thoughts on Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott? Yeah, I think Dak Prescott is going to be one of, if not the most owned quarterback uh, on this slate. It's, just, it's a great environment. And the way that Sam Darnold has been playing this year, it does seem like there'll be a lot of back and forth in that game. And the Cowboys defense hasn't been that great either. Uh, but, you know, like you said, with Hertz, his, he's got one of the best floors of any quarterbacks on the entire board. And he's still under 7K, which is when it starts becoming a little more, um, I don't want to say concerning, but like you still have to be able to pass the ball a lot above 7K. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw it last week. He threw over 300 against Dallas, but um, you expect them to be trailing in this game against the Chiefs. So you expect them to want to be throwing or him trying to make plays on the ground. So um, I like the Hurts call, and I think Dak is likely going to be my my cash game quarterback. Um, depends on the rest of the lineup, but he seems to be the guy I'm, I'm gearing towards. So the other guy that I'm interested in is the other side of that ball in that game. And that's going to be Sam Darnold at 6K, man. Like the rushing touchdowns, I don't expect them to keep going this way, but shit, man. Like it it, it is good to absolutely see. And, you know, it's CMC, you know, being out, it it changes the landscape of how this Panthers offense operates. But at the same time, like Darnold at 6K in a game against a not great defense, like he seems to be decent, like – Darnold, I, I'm, I'm not ready to you know take a victory lap and say that you know Darnold is good. He's a fine quarterback. But one thing is for sure is getting out of uh, a Jets uniform, getting out 
of, I guess, technically New Jersey, um, has been good for his career so far. Things have been good. It's been an easier three weeks. The, the, the matchups, the schedule has been pretty soft for him. But at the same time, like Dallas Cowboys isn't necessarily a tough matchup either. So at 6K, like Darnold definitely has me thinking. And, you know, there's some stacks that we'll get to later that I think are looking pretty nice for him as well. So 6K, Sam Darnold, thoughts? Yeah, I love him this week for tournaments. It's an easy way for you to get similar exposure to the Dak stacks by um, in, in, in that game. But, I mean, for 700 less, like, what if Zeke gets a couple touchdowns and then it's not um, through the air? So that's where Darnold could easily outscore Dak. I mean, he's got at least 20 fantasy points in each of three weeks. And at 6K, like a running back, not necessarily running type quarterback, but um, I mean, he's shown that he's not afraid to do that by the end zone. And with CMC out, like, will they lean on the pass a little more? Like they, they have a rookie running back in now. So I think uh, Darnold is, is reasonably safe this week, I think. And mm-hmm. um, the upside is there. He's got a couple straight weeks of 300 passing yards. And we know that the options for him to throw to are great. We'll come to that in wide receivers, but um, this game could easily blow out. And I think a lot of people around the industry are expecting that. So I think Darnold is a good way to be a little different in that game, but I, I still think he'll get some ownership. And then uh, the final quarterback I want to talk about before I turn it over to you to, to you know bring up someone we haven't talked about. Justin Fields, man, 50, like absolute just killed us last week. Killed obviously me more than you, but I mean like what it was like less than four DK points. Uh, 5,200, I believe that was the same price as last week. Didn't go up. But he does get a much softer defense in the Detroit Lions. I mean, the Browns' defense looked incredible against the Chicago Bears. I mean, the offensive line, absolutely no chance. Justin Fields has absolutely no chance of play calling was abysmal. But you got to think it's a plus matchup at that same price against the Detroit Lions, who, you know, the defense isn't as terrible as it, as, it, as I've expected, but still it's, it's tackable. It's not very good. 5,200. I expect some people to go, I don't know, back to Justin Fields. It's tough to go back to Justin Fields after last week, but you know, at least consider him playing him in, in this softer matchup, man. So, so thoughts on getting Justin Fields in there at 5,200. Yeah, I probably won't. Uh, the big thing with rookie quarterbacks is, I mean, sometimes they're just not, not ready for the full workload right away of being an NFL quarterback. And uh, one thing that we expected with Fields was that he would run the ball more than he did last week. And so when he wasn't the starter, he was in there for designed runs. And then when he is the starter, he's not running as often. And it, we kind of, t- for him to hit that upside or even that, say, like 15 points to um, really get value he's going to need a run. And I think last week he had some crazy um, prop that was like 54. I think the over under for his, his rushing mm-hmm. prop mm-hmm. and he was nowhere close to that. No, but no, um, no, 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 no. I mean, to, for him to play, you got to have confidence in either legs or passing. And he was what six or 20 last week passing. So, I mean, it just seems like it's it's not there yet. And for 800 more, I could go to Darnold, who's way safer to yeah. like, like Darnold has to be a huge favorite between the two of who's going to score more points. And I mean, for Darnold to score 12 points, I mean, that I think would be like his absolute floor. And that might be like a median production for Fields. Yeah, man. 
I hear you. Any quarterbacks uh, that we have not spoken on or had conversations here about that you are heavily interested in playing in at least your cash lineups, possibly in tournaments? No, I think it, I mean, at that same price, would you just rather play Jacoby Brissett? Uh, I mean, like he's not maybe. I mean, I'm just not even going there, man. I'm, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, in my mind, Jacoby Brissett, I mean, we've seen him do it more often. Like, we've seen him run. He had a rushing touchdown last week. He threw the ball he's 40 and 49 times in the two the two games so far that he's played. So I think if people are going to be on fields, like, hey, fire up Brissett in some of those big tournaments. No one's going right. to want to play him. All right. I know I mean, you're not wrong, man. Yeah, hit me with your, your, your top three quarterback plays that you're interested in this week, week four. Mine's going to be Allen, Prescott, and Darnold. Dak, Allen, Dak, Darnold, folks. I can't disagree with those plays. Probably in cash, I'll be going more Dak to Darnold. But um, that brings us to running back, man. I think the question that we all need to ask ourselves, and that I'm asking you, is um, Derrick Henry, $8,800, the big dog. They're playing the Jets. Jets are bad. They are heavy favorite. There is no Julio. There is no AJB. Everything is set up for Derrick Henry to absolutely smash. I expect him to be easily the highest owned player on the slate without question. You know, the question is like, are you getting him in your lineup? Are you playing Derrick Henry? I think right now I'm leaving. Yes. There's not really many expensive plays this week that you can feel that confident in. And the, the thing with Henry is usually it's him against you have Kamara or Cook or CMC, like these other big name running backs right around there, but you don't really have them as options this week. I mean, I, technically you have Kamara, but he hasn't really been doing all that all that much recently. No, I mean, it's, it's not been. He did get another twenty plus carry last week, um, and facing the Giants. So I think in tournaments, Kamara is is pretty interesting from a standpoint that, like, I don't. I think a lot of people are going to kind of forget about him. So. Henry's going to be way more owned. I think it's kind of like play Henry in cash and play Kamara in tournaments. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they're facing the Jets. The The one problem that I have with it is with all the injuries on Tennessee, like, it's everyone knows that why not just toss eight dudes in the Henry. box? Yeah, why not just toss eight dudes in the yeah. box every single play and say, so, all right, we, we, are, we, are, we are challenging Ryan Tannehill to throw to Chester Rogers – Nick Westbrook and what, what like Ferks are healthy or, or Pruitt or something like I, I mean like that also leads me to Henry might getting some more targets like the targets have been good with Henry man so it's yeah. like it like could be more going to Henry in this game too so it's it, there's just not a lot of talent not a lot of options to throw to so there could be yeah. they could be in some trouble if they say all right we are committing to stopping the run you're gonna have to beat us with the pass and there's not talented options to pass to yeah, and I think the the other issue I have with it is it's like, well, you're probably not going to play Kamara in cash this week, but um, then it's just like a huge fall off to who you would play. Like the next is probably Chubb at like 7K. But like, I don't know, Aaron Jones, 7,700, does kind of feel like he's been more of a bell cow this year. With yeah, Jamal but, Williams gone, yeah, so, but the Steelers' defense is still decent, man. They're, and yeah. and, and Watts back this week. Man. Well, that's what I mean. It's like Henry, or then you save two K. Yeah, you know, yeah, so no, there's I, just such a big gap. Versus normally, you're like, well, for you know, three hundred lefts, you play 
Dalvin Cook or something, but I wouldn't play Dalvin Cook even if he was going to be in there this week. It's just, it's too risky. So that's sort of why I'm leading Henry right now. Let's uh, let's kind of like switch things up. We're not going to talk about like zones or you know areas of, of RB cost here. I figure let's let's just talk about our RBs that we're interested in besides Henry because I think there's a lot of them. There's a lot of running backs in consideration. I think our cash lineups cashing this week is going to come down to us picking these right running backs outside of Henry. So I you know I'll, I'll kick things off here. Um, one of my favorite plays that I keep going back to is going to be David Montgomery, uh, fifty eight hundred against the Detroit Lions defense. Mentioned it before. Don't need to tell people on the pod, on the video here, that the Lions defense sucks. Still not good, man. And Montgomery, the thing that I like most about him is, one, pretty locked in on the volume in terms of on the ground. But, like, this last week in week three, like, he was running routes on 73% of the dropbacks. So, like, he is, like, slowly carving away that this pass-catching role. You know, Damian Williams isn't really offering much in terms of competition. And, again, Tyreek uh, Tariq Cohen is out. So, there is a lot of volume going David Montgomery's way. He's traditionally really uh gash the lines in the past you know and i'm thinking about running backs in this range and running backs that i'm looking at and it's like you know who's got some guaranteed volume who's got a good matchup that's going to come to david montgomery and if there's concerns with like fields and fields throwing the ball and things not going well there they could easily lean on david montgomery in this game and they've leaned on david montgomery against the lines in the past and it has gone very well and to see him down at 5800 uh is something that i'm really interested in getting my cash lineups because i believe he's going to catch the balls i mean Easily could see four or five targets this week, catch two or three of them. Probably going to see at least 12 to, to 15 carries on the ground. I feel like uh, out of the rest of the running backs, with price considered, Dave Montgomery is one of those guys in my cash lineups that I'm probably building around um, with Derrick Henry. Yeah, he seems pretty safe. It's the type of thing where, like, what you're saying with Fields, you know, this is the guy who, if Fields is struggling, they're going to lean on a little more. Last week was kind of – we knew going in it was going to be sort of a rough week against Cleveland, but Cleveland just controlled that game, and this is going to be a little more open and lean towards the Bears versus last week. So I think mm-hmm. in games like that, and we've seen it in the past, David Montgomery just like loves playing against the Lions, that the likelihood of him getting at least 20 touches in this game I seem, I think is pretty high, and he's basically the guy there at this point. Like. It took him a couple years, but now it seems like he's likely in this game to get 15 to 20 carries and probably a few catches in there. And he's the goal linebacker that's going to get the touchdowns and they're expected to win. He's getting high-value touches. The high-value touches in that offense in terms of running backs are all going to David Montgomery, man. So he just seems like underpriced right now at 5,800. I think he's probably closer to like 6,500. Yep. Um, true value in in this matchup specifically as well. So, I mean, Montgomery, you're if you're scrolling through the DraftKings uh, running backs, there's so many questionable tags on that list, and he's there with no tag, and it seems like one of the healthier options around there and most proven options. So, I mean, six K for Kareem Hunt, but you have fifty eight hundred for a running back who's probably gonna get like ninety percent of the touches in the game against one of the worst teams in the league. Sign me up for Montgomery. And then another guy not not as hot, not as sexy, but a, a player that I'm looking at, even in cash, 
is going to be Daryl Henderson. He is coming off of injury, but things are looking like uh, he is going to be playing, which uh, we absolutely love to see. It, it really comes down to matchup for me in this one. You know, he, he's 5600 $200 cheaper that, than Montgomery, so it's a bit more of a risk considering it's only a $200 difference. But I think there's a world where all three are being played. I mean, the big thing that comes out to me is, like, the Cardinals have been bad against the run, and I mean very, very bad against the run. And in the end of the day, it's like they are allowing the most yards before contact to running backs and also allowing the most yards after contact to running backs. They're allowing big plays to running backs. Like it, It's only been three weeks again, so of course small sample size. But at the same time, like it is a great running back matchup, and we've seen Henderson, when healthy, absolutely dominate the, the backfield snaps. Like is there a chance – you know, they, they want to work Sony in, you know, with the injury. And I think that is a little bit of a risk. And I think that's why I'm not as locked into him in cash games. But, you know, at the same time, 5,600 in a really, really good matchup where there are a lot of points expected to be scored. And I expect a lot more people to be on these pass catchers on the Rams side of the ball. That Henderson is one of those guys that uh, I have some interest in, especially if, you know, reports going into Sunday for that, like, yeah, he's, he's fairly healthy. Uh, there's not like reports of him splitting time with Sony or anything like that. Yeah, my my issue with Henderson, obviously with the injury, but I don't think he's going to get as many touches as someone like Montgomery. And I would agree. I would part agree. of that has to do with he's coming back from injury, but even we saw it in the first two weeks, he had 16 and 13 carries, and he's not that active in the past game. And I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to be with, with all of their great options there. But um yeah, like you said, I think in tournaments, it's a great way to leverage off of the passing attack in that game. And um, if we were to end up finding out that he's not going to play in this game for whatever reason, he's not just healthy enough, then for 400 less, I think Sonny Michelle's also interesting for the same reasons you just outlined. But if this ends up being a, a 50-50 split, that's where I'm it, not it doing it in cash because I think that that's still potentially there because it seems like... I mean, Cindy Michelle, the last couple games from a from an in-game, not as much from like fantasy standpoint, but from an in-game standpoint, like he's doing the job. You know, he, he gets asked to run three, four yards a carry, and that's just what he does. He hasn't been like breaking off big carries or having a bunch of touchdowns or anything. But um the issue is with that offense, it seems like when they're by the end zone, it's Higby and Cup who are getting the ball and yep. it, it's less of the upside of touchdowns with those running backs. So um, I think for tournaments, it's fine. Cause like you said, it's getting off of the passing attack, but I don't think I could go there in cash. Last guy I want to bring up is Deandre Swift 6,200 little up from last week. I mean, he, he, he didn't have a good week too, but he, he cleared he had 23 DK points in week three, 24 DK points in week one. There are reports that, the, you know, the coach and, you know, the Lions are realizing like, yeah, this guy's better than Jamal Williams. Like he deserves more touches. He deserves more snaps. Like we need to get more DeAndre Swift out in this game. I mean, people, you know, on Twitter are even talking about this guy being like a top three, like dynasty running back as well, just because we know the talent is there as well. And it, what makes him attractive to me is just his role in the pass game. I mean, we're looking at 11 targets in week one, two to uh, five targets in week two and seven targets in week three, like, a five six target floor is absolutely there. A four five reception game is absolutely there. Like that's a great floor we love to see in our DK lineups. And then if he's still getting, 
you know, 10 to 12 rushing attempts. Like that, that is a really nice thing to have. And he's getting some high value touches as well. He seems to be the preferred back um, in some of those high value situations. So at 6,200 in a game where I'm not necessarily sweating the bears defense, like I have in the past, you know, this isn't, this isn't the old bears defense. I mean, as of right now, you know, their, their run defense is 17th DVOA. So pretty average. And they're allowing the 20, uh, 20th uh, most yards allowed per carry. So, you know, middling to, to below average run defense as well. So I, I look at this at Swift at, at 6,200 as a guy that, you know, I have some interest in just because he does have some of that. Um, he does have a, a ceiling. Like he has a breakaway speed. You know, he, he can take the ball there. So 6,200 Swift with projected a bit more uptick in opportunity. Thoughts on Swift? Yeah, he's in a way, he's kind of got the Kamara role in this offense where. He's not necessarily going to have 20 carry games, but because of the red the zone flow targets, of these games, yeah. Yeah. he's getting more passing, um, part of more of the passing game than um, a lot of other running backs in that price range. And in DraftKings, like that's what we like way more because we want to see every, every catch is a point versus 10 yards of rushing. So, um, he's getting worked in in a safer way i feel like than he maybe has in the past where if he's any game it seems like he could pull up limp and he's done that in different games he like comes out of then comes back in and it seems like they're they're tampering with his like workload so i think when it comes down to it it's like you're you're playing him more for the pass game role but he also seems a lot safer in that range than someone like Antonio Gibson or like we were saying with Henderson, where it, Swift is clearly the guy in, in that offense. It's going to run through Swift and Hawkinson mostly. And Goff isn't afraid to just dump it off to running backs. So he's going to be most involved in a lot of these games. And if we expect this game to be close or – if we're thinking with, with Montgomery that they're going to be like way ahead, then yeah, Swift is going to have another five catch game. Like he, would it surprise you if Swift comes out of the season with a hundred catches? Now that they have 17 games, a hundred, I mean, a hundred catches would be a lot, but I gave it like, I, I had him projected like 89. So we're, yeah. we're not too far off. And then not that to derail too much, but Hodge wants to know when we're talking about NFTs here, Lou, um, it's, it's, it, it's, it's not that show. Hodge. It's not that show, but, uh, any 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 quick NFT thing out there? You what, what's what's boiling hot right yeah, now? Just to- um, fantasy NFTs, the the owners club from uh, Justin Herzig and the uh, own the moment guys. Like I've been playing that a little bit, and for those they have this they have a side hustle is what they call it. One of the tournaments, and it's you pick two of your cards, and for that I've just been jamming the um, Minnesota quarterback wide receiver stack and Seattle. And then um, the LA Chargers, and I just throw those in there each week. And I mean, I've been like at least min cashing each week, but now I picked up the Cardinals wide receivers, and I already had a, a Arizona quarterback, so I'm gonna throw that in there as well this week. So <laughs> it it's been fun to like kind of game theory it because a lot of people are gonna have similar cards, but um, yeah, that's been fun to play recently. All right, I've been doing a lot of running back talk here, Lou. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it over to you, man. Uh, uh, running back, we have mentioned that you have a lot of interest in in this week for Slate. 
for me, I think it's going to be Henry. Then Montgomery. We didn't really talk about it, but I really like uh, Hubbard this week. He had you know, 75% of the snaps after CMC went down. And that's a good way to get off of the passing attack in um, that a lot of people are going to use for stacks this week. So I like Hubbard as well. And then uh, Chase Edmonds is another cheaper guy I liked. In cash, is Edmonds a guy you're interested in cash necessarily? Um, more of a, a term I feel of like he too? could play him in cash because he seems like he has a decent floor, but his upside isn't there. So maybe I'd say in cash, I'd consider Swift too. And, and then uh, one player that I do want to mention before we, we uh, start shuffling off of the running backs here, it's going to be Najee Harris. I mean, there's going to be people interested in him. I mean, we're talking 19 freaking targets last week. And 14 receptions, I mean, it's absolutely asinine. But when we're playing on DK and you're getting a point for those catches, like that is an absolutely beautiful thing. I think we are expecting Deontay back this week. I believe I saw him off the injury report. But then there is Chase Claypool. I think he had like 15 targets last week who uh, has a hamstring injury. So we're, we're not really too certain there. We know Juju's a little banged up, even though he looks like he's going to play. You know, 6800 I think, is a little too rich for me in this scenario because, you know, we're not going to see that kind of target share again. But at the same time, like, I think people are going to be looking at Najee Harris, obviously, because of last week's thoughts on Najee in this matchup against the Green Bay Packers. I think he's, I think they just priced him too high. It's the type of thing where he's priced to get, you know, at least five catches in this game, which he, like, easily can. But I don't know. He just hasn't looked that great running the ball. And I don't know. He, the line's I kinda, bad. I, I know. I know. Packers to crush in this game. And, it, it's fair. It, it's it's the type of game script that would lean towards Najee, but I think he's just like gonna be a hot topic this week, so mm-hmm. that might influence. And he's priced. And, he, and he's priced as a hot topic. Yeah. This week. So <laughs> he's a fade for me. I'd rather just go with Chubb, like right next to the, there, who's like clearly just in general a better play, or Barkley. Barkley. He showed it last week. Like it's, they unleashed it's him. funny. Like, they unleashed him, man. They, 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 like you know, what's so funny about Saquon is the whole off season. They're like, is he going to miss time? And it was like, no, he's not going to miss any time. That's like, well, they're going to ease him in, and everyone's like in agreement. It's like, yeah, you know, Saquon's going to be eased in, and then he has like a couple slow weeks out the gate, and people are panicking. It's like, folks, we expected this. This is what we thought was going to happen with Saquon, and then you know, Booker is inactive going into week three. That bodes really well because he's not a special teams player for. Saquon and they unleashed him, man. He is he is getting that the work that we'd like to see out of Saquon Barkley, and he is a top six back going forward and priced at sixty seven hundred. It is definitely an interest in me. I think there's just other guys that I like a bit in terms of who I'm gonna be playing in my cash lineups. But again, it's like the Saints Saints run defense has been playing well. And I think that there's a little bit of a concern there just because the Giants are just hashtag bad man. So I wouldn't I wouldn't fault anyone for being like, yeah, Saquon, you know generational talent uh, argument but still he, he's, a, he's a wonderful running back he's going to be getting the looks he's going to be getting the volume but it's the giants are just shit and the saints run defense has, has been pretty solid this year yeah i think i think he's fine like i'd rather play him than than uh harris definitely agreed agreed and he's he's got similar role to montgomery doesn't he so i think if we like montgomery the only difference is like he's on the road it's at the Saints and like they're the Giants, so yeah. I mean, they're almost like a, I think the Giants have like they're almost like a touchdown dog in this one. Yeah, so it's, it's like it's, 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 things are working against him this year. 
No doubt. Um, mm-hmm. Any running backs before I ask you for four running backs that you are the most interested in as of Friday night for the week four slate? Is there anyone that you'd like to talk about? Um, no, I think I think we basically talked All about right. it. All right. Hit me with your top four running back plays as of Friday for the week four slate on DraftKings. Yeah, I'll do I'll do Henry, uh, Henry Swift, Montgomery, and Hubbard. Pretty straightforward there, folks. Shifting over to the wide receiver position, are, are, you know, I, I want to kick it off with this question, man. Are, are we at a point this year where we are just saying like we are playing Cooper Cup in cash until they price him appropriately? Seven eight hundred, the price is is continuing to uh, to rise, <laughs> you know. It, for good reason, man, because the dude has been looking like an absolute stud. But at the same time, he's a thousand more than he's been all season long. Six eight hundred. Are we still playing cup in cash? I don't think I'll play him in cash. I don't. It it depends. If you don't play Henry, then you're going to have a lot more money to spend up on someone like Cup. Uh, I think with the guys around him, he he might be the safest. Like it just seems like Stafford. Loves staring to this guy, and he does. We've seen it for years. He just does, yeah. He just I mean, does, man. I'm not saying Cooper Cup is Calvin Johnson, but we've seen what Stafford can do when he likes a specific wide receiver. And when so, he's going to, they go to breakfast um, together, man. I mean, what's 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 has got to start bringing some hitting those breakfasts or something, man. So that's what's about the other side, man. It's like Cup. We know he's the guy. It's looked like is is there any interest in Robert Woods? I mean, he's still like things haven't been good for him. People are disappointed with where they drafted Robert yeah. Woods. He hasn't necessarily been a guy that we are jumping to play so far. I mean, it's, it's it hasn't been great in terms. I mean, twelve, twelve, and six point eight DK points. It's it's been a bit of a disappointment. He's cheaper than he's been. He was 5,700 for the last three weeks. He just dropped down to 53. We do know this game is going to be high scoring. You know, is there it, it, maybe if Woods isn't necessarily like cash plays or interest in tournaments, thoughts on Robert Woods, the, the other side of the yeah. cup? Equation. I don't think he could play uh, Woods, but I do like a Stafford. Uh, Stafford Woods stack in tournaments interests me. Uh, you have had so many people are down on Woods right now. Like it's it's been three weeks of disappointment basically. And you see the numbers that cup is having. And I mean, to an extent, like it, it could be a Seattle scenario where one of these weeks is going to be a woods week. It's going to happen at some point. And the best time to play something like that is when people aren't. And I think this is going to be a week where people might've just been burned a few times, especially last week where he was more commonly played in, in stuff like cash that, um, his price is only 5,300 now. So that gap between him and cup definitely should be closer, but I get why it's different. So I have interest in cup. Uh, I mean, woods. Okay. And let's go to these the top guys here. I think we talked off the show. how We're not that interested in Hopkins. Just, it, it's just not, just not a guy we're looking at this week, but you know, looking at those other guys, Tyreek, 8k, Devonta Adams, 79k. And then let's go to Stefan Diggs at 76. I mean, Tyreek Hills had two disappointments in a row. Like, not to say like he's due, like hashtag analysis here for y'all. Bounce back. Yeah, but it's like, come on. I mean, it's 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 Philadelphia. They're 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 past these I like it's been decent this year, better than I expected. Um, but at the same time, like it's Tyreek Hill at 8k. Like, we're talking to Slate Breaker here. We all know 
what he's capable of. Devonta Adams, like probably the most impressive thing about Devonta Adams was last week, like dude, like came back from the dead there. Like the dude was, I, I, the, you see the camera zoom in on his face, and he just didn't even know where he was, and he left for like one play and came back yeah. in. Like I, when I saw him get hit, I was like, well, he's gonna be out at least a week. Like that's a serious concussion. And he was right back. We know Da is that dude. And then Stephon Diggs has been a disappointment this year, but. The volume's there. He's leading the league in air yards per game, which we like to see. Like, the big plays are coming. So, being patient with Diggs, like, is this the week that Diggs does it? So, thoughts on Tyreek, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, preference of the three, cash lineups, tournaments, what have you? Yeah, I think I like Tyreek, uh, maybe the best of all of them. I think a lot of people are going to look at, oh, the last two games, he hasn't done much, and Right there in DraftKings, it says opponent rank one, and it's in red. So people are going to think, oh, it's a terrible matchup. But we've seen it doesn't matter the matchup. Like he can get 70, 80 yard touchdown at any point in time. So um, I kind of like that. If people are going to play him less, and I think a lot of people are going to play Mahomes, they're going to go to the the Allen Diggs stack. Diggs is kind of interesting too because last week a lot of people played the Allen Diggs Sanders combo. And the reason they didn't win tournaments is because they had Diggs in there for like 12 points. And so, I mean, one of these weeks Diggs is going to break a hundred yards and um, why not against Texans? Right. So I like him too. I probably like Adams the least of the three and it's, it's not even just like a matchup thing. It's more like ownership wise. I think people are going to lean to him most because he had, you know 18 targets last week mm-hmm. and it was um the primetime games people always come back after those and have a little more ownership because there's more eyes on it versus like a random four or one o'clock game on sunday so that's where i think i like uh tyreek the best of them but in this range i'm gonna likely stack them with the quarterback so i'll be playing a mahomes tyreek team or uh, an Allen Diggs team, but I don't really have that much interest in uh, Rodgers this game. I, th- I just think that is going to end up being a low-scoring kind of grudge match. And then one player that you know immediately stuck out to me as somebody that I was like, oh, like this price doesn't seem to be making a ton of sense. And, and that's going to be um, our man DJ Moore, 6,600. He has looked like the alpha, looked like the absolute preferred target you know, in this offense thus far with CMC gone. Um, and then, you know, Chuba Hubbard coming in, who's not necessarily known as much of a pass catcher as obviously not as much CMC, you know, Dan Arnold got traded. Like he was getting some targets, like not trying to make a, an argument for like vacated targets here or anything, but it's like the, the, there's more opportunity coming for these wide receivers. Robbie Anderson has been a disappointment. Terrace Marshall has been fine for a rookie, obviously is like the third option, but it's like, it really leaves DJ Moore in a position to be that number one guy in this offense um, in a game where we expect there to be a decent amount of throwing and a decent amount of scoring, as we have alluded to um, before. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's gone week one is 15 points on DraftKings, and he went 21 to 23. He has seen it, his, his targets go as eight targets, 11 and 12. He's getting the looks, man. He's looking really good. It's still, still only scored one touchdown on the year. You know, if I'm playing Darnold, it's tough for me to not get DJ Moore in there at 66. Even if I'm not playing Darnold, I'm still – heavily favoring DJ Moore this week. Yeah. Yeah. I like DJ Moore a lot. Uh, he does seem like the alpha in that offense. And whenever we've seen McCaffrey hurt, it does seem like 
they lean on DJ Moore within the offense a lot more. And I think Robbie and Terrace are going to be interesting plays in tournaments. Mm-hmm. And it's likely going to be which of those two did you get correct to win some of those? Because like we've been saying, like that game is going to be heavily stacked this week. And with that, you're going to have to kind of figure out which of those two, Robbie or, or Terrace, is going to be the one that say catches a touchdown um, or gets the 100-yard bonus. And in that sense, like we've seen Robbie Anderson ceiling a lot, even back when he was on the Jets. So I like the idea of Robbie Anderson, I think, this week of those other two. But yeah, for cash, like DJ Moore at 6,600 seems like a screaming value to me. Let's talk about the Cowboys side of the ball because we talked about Dak as a player that we're targeting. And, you know, that immediately is going to have to lead us to C.D. Lamb at 67, Mari Cooper at six. Bit of a gap there, but at the same time, Mari Cooper has disappointed back to back weeks and C.D. Lamb kind of disappointed last week. So they're affordable. Both these wide receivers are affordable. We've seen what they're capable of in week one. We know what Dak's capable of. So if you're playing Dak, even if you're not playing Dak, interested in CD Lamb and Omari Cooper. Yeah, I think they're both pretty interesting this week. Uh, also pretty commonly owned, I'm sure. CD Lamb is, is 6,700, and I feel like he has, in a way, like a lower floor. But, I mean, we've seen both of these guys get targeted a ton this year. And if we're already interested in Dak, then these are the two guys we want. Amari Cooper at six. Okay, this seems egregious, but some of that has to do with the fact that he's just kind of had two straight duds. So similar to Tyreek, like, is he going to pop this week? I think Lamb is probably safer, but I mean, Cooper, is he back to the boom or bust days with him where he's going to be good for tournaments, but maybe in cash, Lamb is, is more of the cash play. Question in the chat, Ray, howdy. Hey, Ray, good to see you. Who are you and what are your credentials? So I'm Tyler. This is Lou. Uh, We've been doing DFS shows for about three years. uh, Part of the Fantasy Hot Read prior to this year. And then this year we got picked up by our good friends over at the Dynasty War Zone to deliver some DFS content. We specialize in doing um, mostly cash games. Uh, Most of our advice is for cash games. And obviously, if you've been listening, we do throw some tournament plays out there as well. And um, talking DraftKings for the most part. like to keep it simple. Just talking DraftKings plays. Uh, credentials it's, it's tough to say you know i am uh i'm a, an above average player i would say at times last year i was finally uh ended up uh with some profits but but lou is the main man here i've seen lou take down some five figure and four figure tournaments in the past in multiple different formats lou is the brains mm-hmm. i'm here just, just chatting keeping things rolling um <laughs> it, it's it's a, it, oh ray we uh this is new man this is new ray <laughs> ray's me <may> not be <laughs> Ray, man, this is brand new stuff. We just rolled it out this year, man. Give us a break. We're building it. We're building something here. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you found us. I'm glad one of our few listeners, man. This is this is we're rolling this out brand new this year, man. So hopefully things uh, start watching. People start watching in the future, and uh, you know the pod's got some decent traction so far. We turn this into a podcast, and we, uh, you know, deliver that out on a Saturday. So that that's going well, but, hey, man. YouTube's new for Dynasty Warzone. The DFS show's new this year. So rolling it out. We appreciate you being here. Um, thanks a lot. Let's keep going with the wide receivers, man. Who have we not talked about so far that you have some interest in playing in your lineups? Yeah, I think the the mid-range is kind of interesting. 
Odell, I really like Odell Beckham. He's 5,800, which seems kind of cheap. Like, obviously, he's been not the same Odell as when he was with it's the been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, been a while since but, you know, he was back Odell, last no week. Doubt. He had his nine targets, had was pretty heavily targeted in a game that they didn't really have to pass all too much. And, yeah, I think Odell is a pretty decent play at 5,800. Like I like that game environment. The The Vikings do like to run a lot of plays and if they're going to pass, they're going to pass it through Odell in this game. So 5,800, I like him in the mid range. And then also Cortland Sutton. Uh, Sutton's just kind of been pretty decent the last couple weeks, especially, but um, he's the type of guy who could end up popping off one of these weeks for hundred yards and multiple yeah. touchdowns. And I wouldn't be surprised so this is a game at home against Baltimore. Baltimore is um, wide receivers. They've allowed a lot of points to their wide receivers. And I think Sutton's the guy for uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Especially and, because of the injuries too, man. We got Hamler out with an ACL. Judy's still out. Things are looking good for Sutton. And the price yeah. is very nice. And I think like just to kind of hammer home your point of, of what you were mentioning, um, at the same time, like the – like the Ravens have been absolutely terrible, man. We we saw um the, we saw was it Derek Carr go for 435 passing yards and two touchdowns. Then Mahomes did his thing against them in week two. So Ravens are borderline terrible pass defense. So just something to note. Yeah. So another guy that I kind of like in that similar range and the other side of that game is Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown, I mean, he's got at least six targets in every game this year. And he's 5,400. We know he has the ceiling. Uh, and I don't know, that game, that game could no, easily Brown. be so low scored. Marquise Brown. What did I say? Marcus? Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Marquise. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Marquise Brown has had at least 50 yards in every game and at least six targets. So I think he's the type of guy who, he's who Lamar is throwing to. And, um, a game against Denver is a little tougher matchup, but for 5,400, like all you need is one of those catches to really hit. And um, last week we saw he could have had a very easy, uh, very huge game with like missed a couple touchdowns that would have been deep. And you could have been talking about him being a smash play this week. Any other wide receivers you want to get to before I ask you for the five wide receiver pool? Um. Do you have interest in Corey Davis? A little revenge game? Revenge game, 5K. I mean, it's just tough to play Jets. I'm not doing Jets in in any cash lineups. I mean, that's just basically where I'm at with that. So I think, like, in tournaments, like, sure, take some shots. He he is the guy there. But at the same time, man, no. Just just not doing it in cash. Can't trust any Jets. Yeah. And then, I mean, cheap guys. Like, all the Tennessee Titans, they have Julio and Banner out. So you go into Chester Rogers. You go into Westbrook. Like, are you doing – either of them like they're very cheap they open up a lot in your lineup yeah i mean i would probably lean westbrook just because of what we saw last week things were he seemed to be you know 78 percent of the snaps he saw four targets caught all four of them for 53 yards and a tutty he seems to be the uh main beneficiary of the aj brown injury at the very least so he, he tied the team in targets last week so he, i don't know i didn't know who he was prior to this but yeah he, he is of interest to me if i found myself wanting to play some of these more expensive guys going to nick westbrook would be the the preferred wide receiver if i'm trying to save some cash yeah yeah i think that's going to be one that could easily see one of them going off but 
I don't necessarily think you have to go that low. So I probably will stay away because in a lineup like that, I'm likely to have say like it would be a Tannehill stack. Tannehill with one of those guys. I don't know. It's it's tough to just play one of them without any other correlation. So I I think if you're gonna play someone in that lower range, then I don't know if I would even go to that game. Like uh, we talked before the show about uh, Jalen Waddle. If you're going to yeah, be doing so there. cheap, yep. he's not necessarily 49. the guy that's going to get you 30 fantasy points any week, but um, you're going to have like, he had what, 12 catches last week and he had six the week before. So he's the type of guy who's a volume. And with the Colts playing a lot of zone defense, it's pretty easy to see that like Waddle could come out of this game with uh, a little more, 15 plus or so points. So he's kind of safe, but I don't know how high his ceiling really is. Yeah, fair enough. It, I, I think the ceiling is there because I've I've seen what he's been able to do in college. Like he can break away shit. It just, just did not happen last week. So I'd say the ceiling is there. I have a little more interest in Waddle personally, but at the same time, I get it, um, especially with Fuller looking like he's going to be healthy and Devontae Parker still operating there. It's And then Gusecki all of a sudden came back alive with Brissett. So it's, it's tough to figure out where these targets are going to go. Uh, pool of five wide receivers. Feel free to add one and, and, and give us a little more context. Yeah, I'm going to go with, let's see. I'll start with, I'll start with Tyreek, like Tyreek, Lamb, uh, Odell, Sutton, and then I'll, I'll go with uh, Robbie Anderson. Another one. All right. Rami Anderson. I like that's kind of a deeper toss there. Yeah. Let's let's go to the tight ends, man. You know, we 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 have not been playing the the more expensive guys, but let's start there. Kelsey, Kittle. Those are going to be like not even Kittle. So let's go Kelsey, Kittle. Kittle looks like he might not play. Uh Hawkinson, let's throw Andrews and Pitts in there. Any interest in getting Kelsey and then some of these uh guys right under him? Yeah, I think Kelsey like every week seems to just be he's gets there and He's got at least 20 points in every game this this season. He was doing that all last year, too. And he's the type of guy who could get over 100 yards or multiple touchdowns in literally any game. It doesn't matter the matchup. So, yeah, Kelsey's fine. The, the only issue is, like, he's 8,100. But, like we've talked about this whole show, like, there's not a lot of great pay-up options. So, I don't necessarily think it's bad to go to Kelsey this week. Um, if you're not playing Derrick Henry, then – it's pretty easy to fit Kelsey in those lineups. Uh, I think tight end just a little tougher this week than usual. I kind of like uh, Logan Thomas at 4,900 against the Falcons defense. He's another guy who's more of a volume play and he had been a volume play all last year too, but it seems like he's getting more um, touches in the, the red zone than in the past. So um, he has the upside of, of getting touchdowns as along with, five to eight receptions and against the Falcons, we know that their defense just isn't that great. Um, and I don't know, would you go back to Kyle Pitts? Uh, would you do it no, again? No, 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 man. I'm not going back to Kyle Pitts. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's tough at this point. Like the pricing there, let's just go, let's just start talking about some of the guys that like we are interested in at this point. And I think that going down the list, Evan Ingram, three K, right. Let's talk about that real quick. Six targets yep. last week. They're using a back end 59% snap count. They're without Sterling Shepard. They are without um, Slayton. Uh, Slayton. So, in the end of the day, it's like there is going to be some volume going Ingram's way. 
and they don't seem to like Galladay much. Like it, they, he's been like limited. Maybe he's just not that great. And... Yeah, maybe he's just not that great. I mean, the Giants aren't great. It's tough to say, but at the same time, at three K, um, still getting six, seven targets thrown his way. If I'm looking at some of these uh, cheaper plays, uh, Ingram is one that sticks out to me at three K. Any other those guys in this range that you are interested in looking at? Yeah, I think you kind of said it like with Ingram, like he's the one that I'm most interested in at three K. Uh, just with the injuries around there and he could come out of this game with like three for 30 and it doesn't really hurt you that much, but it seems like that's probably his floor in this game. And you never know, like you could have one of those games that he used to have with eight to 10 catches. So um, when I saw that he was that cheap, I had a lot more interest in him. I think if he was up in 4k, I wouldn't have as much. Uh, the guy I really like this week is, is Tyler Higby. He's only 4,600 and, he had another game of five catches, 40 yards, a touchdown last week. And it's Seven another way. Like yeah. Yeah. It's another way to get off of Cup, who at some point, Cup's going to stop getting 30 point fantasy games. So that's where, like, I like Higby um, in that game for exposure because it's a game that I want to have some sort of exposure to. And, and Cup's just so expensive that it's hard, to, hard for me to really get there. And then, I think I have more confidence in, in Higby to continue getting the volume than I do with uh, a guy like Robert Woods. So sure. yeah, I like Higby too. Um, I know you, you said you kind of like uh, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Dalton over, Schultz 3,400. Yeah. I mean, like I'm not necessarily loving it. It does look like he's preferred tight end there and there's a lot went his way last week, 3,400. Like we're, we're talking about like punting tight end at this point. So yeah. He's a guy that I've looked at in terms of like I think Jarwin, not that Jarwin is dust, Jarwin's still gonna be out there playing, but at the same time, Schultz, 3,400, five or six targets going his way, maybe catches another touchdown. Like think things it, there are worse plays than than Schultz around that range for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of these tight ends when you go that low are just kind of dart throws anyway. Um, your boy Fryermuth had a touchdown last week. <laughs> that was a decent call, no doubt. He was, he was a good punt. He's got the touchdown. Things were up there. Too bad I did not freaking play him. Yeah, and, and your boy uh, Deontay is going to be back this week. Deontay Johnson. Yeah, man. Love to see it. Uh, who are your three tight ends that you'd be looking to play this week? Three tight ends. Uh, I like Logan Thomas, Evan Ingram, and uh, Hawkinson probably. Ingram and Hawk. Hawk bounce back. We'd love to see it. Finish off. Defense, special teams, again, really not a lot to touch on here. It's just your defense, special teams. A couple that I'm interested in here, it's going to probably be, like, if I'm just punting the position tire, like Jets, 2K, why not? Lions, 2,200, sure. Like, those are probably, like, there's really not a lot to say with the defenses in terms of what is just what can I fit. And if I don't have a ton of money, Lions and Jets seem to be fine. Like, there's not a lot here. Is there anybody want to talk on before I wrap things up here? No, I mean, I think it's kind of like you punt down there, or I kind of like the Packers. It just seems like Big Ben is he, he's is a turnover machine, and he's willing to just get sacked whenever. And if he's going to pass it, he just dumps it off to Harris now. So I, I kind of like the Packers' defense. Um, and I don't know if I would go to someone like the Titans. I think that game could go either way kind of thing. but. Um, I'll probably end up just going with the Jets or the Lions, like you said. Falcons are decent. They're a decent option just because of price. 
But I don't know. They, it seems like three weeks in, they've already quit on their season. So I don't know if I want to go with the Falcons. But I think they'll be relatively common. All right. Final thoughts. Week four, DraftKings late. Lou? And I think uh, a couple big decision points this week are going to be, do you play Derrick Henry? And then if you don't play Derrick Henry, what are you doing with all that salary? Um, I don't think I necessarily will go with those cheap wide receivers in Tennessee. Like that game could easily just be like low scoring and, and gross. So um, I think Derrick Henry is the big decision point this week, which I mean, seems like every week this season that's been one, but um if you don't play Derrick Henry, there's a lot of different options you could do in the mid range. So it's kind of like not not necessarily stars and scrubs, but uh, because there's a lot of mid range options. But yeah, Derrick Henry or bust basically this week. Love it, man. Jake, appreciate you. So Jake, thanks for the shout out, y'all. That's gonna do it for the Daily Destroyer Week Four DFS podcast on the Daily War Zone. Uh, make sure you follow me at FF Tyler o, Lou at Lou Dog Sports. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. If we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.